Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. My name is Netta Gorman, and today I'm talking with Sally Cater. So can you tell me what your life was like before you ever even imagined stopping eating sugar? <laughs> um, do you know, isn't it funny, once you've, once you've changed so much, it's hard to remember, but I do remember, because I had, well, A, I felt fed up, uh, frustrated, um, sluggish tired um a lot of the time I had mood swings highs and lows um some of them I would put down to something else to say the menopause or stress or whatever the thing was but um I know now that it, it wasn't those things they might have been contributing factors but I definitely felt lethargic and didn't have, I felt fed up and annoyed with myself as well a lot of the time that I made lots and lots of poor choices. And guilt, shame, uh, God, when you, when you list them, there's a lot of negative emotions that I was carrying around. Were you aware uh, that you were carrying them around with you? Not really. And I'm a coach, you know, I work with people on this stuff. Um, so I was aware, I was aware that I wasn't happy with my, some of my choices, but I didn't realise how deep it went. I didn't really realise that, that that's been quite a revelation to me that, that how much of a change it's made to the way I feel about myself. Yeah. Um, and, and did you feel um, unhappy with your appearance as well? Yeah, massively. Um, it's funny, I think we all uh, have issues with our appearance, whether we're fat, thin, you know, classically beautiful or whatever the thing is. But I definitely felt um, I, I have I spent a lot of time in a business context and I started out as an executive coach five years ago and I was very worried that I would not be taken seriously because I was overweight um, and it the at the beginning I worked very much in a male uh, dominated environment and I thought that they would think differently about me because I was really overweight mm. um, but I also couldn't do the things I wanted to do like what um, now I run I go kayaking um, things that I would have been embarrassed to get get on a kayak in front of other people because you fall off and if you're fat or overweight, whatever word people want to use, but I would use the word fat for myself, then um, it's embarrassing. And it was horrible to feel that way. And I and it stopped me doing things. And even running, um, I was embarrassed that people would look at me and think, why is that fat woman running down the road? 
So there's a lot you're carrying. Yes, and inside your own head most of the time, right? Yes. So so how did that all change? Um, Well, I actually, I was sort of looking for the answer and I went through a period of quite high stress. And so I knew... uh, the sort of self-care stuff I knew I needed to look after myself that was number one and then I could help with the other people in my life that were suffering from some things and I found a group of people that were giving up sugar for a month and so I got in touch with them and I started um and I gave up sugar for 12 weeks wow and I was incredibly proud of myself um, but I held on to this little hope that one day in 12 weeks time, I was going on holiday and I would have a certain thing, a Spanish delicacy um, when I was in Spain. And that and was your, your carrot at the end of the stick, as it were. Yeah, it was my carrot. It was my chocolate and churros at the end of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I held on to that. So I had never thought about giving up sugar forever. It was like 12 weeks, that'll help me reset. You know, that whole yo-yoing. Oh, I'll yeah. do this, it'll be a diet. It's not a lifestyle change. I'm just going to do this for a period of time and then that's over and then I can get back to normal. Did that feel more doable and less overwhelming? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at the time that felt overwhelming, 12 weeks. <laughs> but it felt manageable. I, 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 could, I could hold on, hold my breath for that long. Because um, at the beginning it was only one month and you ma- and you did it for three months. Yes. Because wow. I, I suddenly realised there was this, it was working. I was losing weight. I was starting to feel better. So after that first week or so, it didn't take long, about three weeks before I started to feel much better. Um, and I thought 12 weeks. Yep. If I can just do that, I'll, I'll get to where I want to be. And I'll reward myself with that. Spanish delicacy that shall remain unnamed. <laughs> you just mentioned it. <laughs> so, yes, I'll reward myself with the thing that I've given up and it's making me feel, I'm feeling so much better. I'll reward my, myself with the thing that made me feel worse. Hmm. It's a crazy psychological choice, but you know. We all do it. We all went through it. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, do you want to know what happened? I definitely want to know. <laughs> so uh, we went to this amazing place in Barcelona where my husband knew they sell, uh, they served this. And we got there and they said, oh, we don't serve it in the winter. <gasps> what? Oh, I was so, I was so frustrated. And my husband was really angry um, because he knew how much I'd hel- held on to this. And so we had an argument. Great. So now I really want to eat some sugar because I've not only can't get the thing I want, but I'm also fighting with my husband about it. My poor 13 year old daughter is looking at us, you know, as you can imagine. Cringing. Yes. (laughs) So I said, right, well, this evening when we go out for a meal, I'm having a dessert. That'll be that'll cover that and then I'll be okay. So I had an ice cream. And it was like it, whatever I, I, I've never taken hard drugs, but whatever it feels like to have that first hit of something after a long period of time, it was overwhelmingly good. <laughs> I got was a massive. It as as, was it as good as your memory of it? 
it was initially. So the, I got a massive high. Halfway through it, I started to think, I don't really want this. Hmm. It didn't stop me. Hmm. I carried on eating it. And then for the next seven months, I put on a stone and a half and ate more sugar than I've ever eaten in my life. Stone and a half is like 20 pounds, isn't it? Yeah. And it so it sort of triggered you off on some kind of downhill slide to yeah. Sugarland. Yeah, it was awful. And it was, um, oh, then I felt dreadful. Uh, I, 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 I was heavier than I'd ever been. I um, could no longer make choices. I, I felt like I couldn't make choices. It felt like I was driven to eat it. Did you feel like you'd lost control? Yeah, completely, completely. And I blamed, I blamed the fact that I couldn't have what I wanted. I blamed the people around me. I blamed my husband for arguing with me on that day. Uh, you know, I, I, I went external. It's everyone else's fault. It's the food industry. It's this, it's that, it's the diet industry, you know. And I, I whilst I still actually agree, think that a lot of those things can be really damaging, um, I, I stopped looking after myself when I stopped taking control. And did you feel after that first sort of bite or few licks, rather, did you feel, well, I've gone this far, I might as well, and then yeah. fill in the blanks? Yeah, absolutely. And even though each time I ate a piece of chocolate, I wasn't, um, I wasn't consciously eating it. I was just eating it. I didn't even get the real lovely feeling and the taste or anything. It was just, it was more of a... Uh, a way of stop, stopping the voices in my head, which were the cravings saying, have it, have it, have it. Yeah. Um, and all I wanted was for the no those noises to be quiet. Right. So when was this? This was uh, over three years ago. Okay. So 2017 or 2018? Yeah, 2017. It was January the 5th, 2018 that I said enough is enough and then changed. And that was a big, well, that was the turning point in my life actually. And what got you to that enough is enough place? Um, I think leading, it because it was January, I think leading up to Christmas, I was thinking, you know, this is really getting out of hand. Then in, <laughs> during Christmas, I really just ate whatever I wanted all the time. And um, January the 5th, obviously there's all the diet companies shouting at you, aren't there, you know, lose weight, it's January, blah, blah, blah. That was all happening. But I weighed myself and I hit a stone mark uh, that I've never weighed before. And that just, it scared, it really scared me actually. Mm. Um, I, I never thought I'd be that weight. And I don't even say that weight now because I can't believe I ever got to it. Okay. So yeah, so it was like the trigger was the weight. Yes, the, the trigger was the weight, but the way I felt about myself and the the fact that I wanted to do so many things and I was finding it more and more difficult to do them. So I love gardening, I love swimming, I like horse riding. It, all of those things I didn't have the energy for, um, I didn't have the will to do it. So it was, yes, the weight I think was the sort of final bang this is serious you need to do something about this 
but it was all the other stuff. Actually, that's been the real positive byproducts. In fact, the weight to me now is so much less relevant and all the other stuff is so important to me. And that's the energy to live my life and, you know, have an exciting time. It's a bit more challenging during COVID, but (laughs) I'm still out there. I've got a dog now. I, you know, do lots of different things. So So you, you do feel like you're living your life more? Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like I've got the energy to do things. You probably hear in my voice. My energy levels are much higher. I, the mood swings have gone. You know, I'm pretty level now, and I can sort of feel when things are a bit different. But that tends to be because something's happened. It's a reaction to something rather than my blood sugar level going up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, and I've learned a lot about how your brain deals with sugar and your body deals with sugar and the education I think has been vital actually for me to understand what's going on I need to know those sorts of things yes because we don't learn about that sort of stuff at school and you know you're like me you're not a nutrition specialist or a medical specialist and I, I believe you don't need to be no you really don't and I think there's there's a lot of complexity that people put that people create around it and I'm, you know, sometimes when I'm on Facebook, people say, oh, that's not sugar free or that's this or, you know, lots of opinion and judgment. I think you find the place where you're happy. And I, there's some things I have pet peeves about. Um, tell me, such, tell me. Oh, substitutes. Sub, you know, the amount of times people say, oh, just put some dates, like lots of dates in something and or loads of s- sweeteners all those things and I think you're still going to crave and and that's my pet peeve is I do have a bit of a pet peeve with the diet industry the ones that keep you addicted to sugar um and I I tried some of those things in you know past years and they're my pet peeves because I think all they do is they give you a diet-based product you still have the craving for sugar because you keep feeding that craving with a sweetness and then when you stop doing that diet you still have the cravings, but you've got nowhere to go. So you go back to sugar. Right. So yeah, I, that makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, it makes me mad as well. I, I get it totally. So so from, the, from January, 2018, when you said yeah. enough is enough, what was the difference between that enough is enough and the 30 day that turned into a 12 week kind of experience? What was that? What made this time for real? I think it was the knowing that I could do it and actually how much better I felt. That was the, oh, I need to make a lifestyle change. I actually need to change the way that I eat for, forever. And I think up, to, up until that, you know, I had been told that. People have tried to educate me with that message. But I always felt that it was short term because the, the idea that you could not do those things forever, like eat chocolate or make lots of cakes and all that sort of stuff, um, just seemed too out of my reach. But when I actually went back and looked at my mindset and my mindset during that time when I gave it up, I realised I could do it and I wanted to do it and I was happier. And so... I think I almost needed to fall off the wagon or whatever way you want to describe it to really 
really understand that I needed to get underneath what was causing me to eat all of that and change my mindset. Um, until then, it had always really been what I would describe as a diet. Something you do for a period of time you, that, that you then change when you've finished or achieved a goal. And then you go back to so-called normal. Yeah, which got you there in the first place. I, mean, <laughs> exactly. I think we all know it doesn't make any sense, but we still think that that's the answer. Oh, totally, totally. And, and sometimes I find that we sort of concentrate on the food forever rather than on the self-care that is really what it's about, in my opinion. Yeah. And what you were saying, it's, it's a way of self-care. And until you put your own self-care at the top of your list of priorities, you're not going to make the changes. No, and I think uh, I think I've written about this um, how people who care for other people often put themselves last, and I really believe in the metaphor about putting your oxygen mask on first. If you're healthy and well, and you're mentally well, and and, and giving up sugar has made me more mentally well, um, then you can help everybody else, uh, and everyone has to decide to do that for themselves don't they but I don't think it means you become selfish I think it just means that you know what you need to do to be able to support the other people around you but to support yourself um you're only you at the end of the day aren't you Absolutely. no one else can do it for you exactly and I think it's so difficult for us as women and mothers to put ourselves first because we do feel selfish yeah absolutely and I realize that I say things to my family about can we not have that there all the time whereas in the past I think well I've just got to deal with that and I actually know I've got an opinion and I've got uh, I can have things that I want and need to make my journey more successful and the, and they have no problem with it so I you know I think you layer up things that you think are, other people wouldn't want you to say and it's not until you do some work on yourself that you realise, actually, just say what you need and people will either like that or they won't. Some of my friends um, say you must be boring um, because you don't do you don't eat sugar anymore. And I say, would you say that to somebody who doesn't drink or would you say that to somebody who doesn't eat lettuce? Like, what does it matter? And actually, I'm not boring. Uh, and they know that. So, yes, <laughs> it's very often some kind of projection, isn't it? Them. yeah absolutely because you haven't changed in fact you have changed for the better <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think sometimes it's that I talk about your tribe of people around you and sometimes your tribe has people in it that are not that good for you in terms of looking after yourself and sometimes it's important to recognize that and they can still be in your tribe but they're probably not going to be the person you go to if you're feeling challenged by something because they might be the first people to say why don't you have a nice piece of cake yeah. and you know and then other people will say okay let's go for a walk right and, I, and 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 they're the person that you know that's part of the tribe that I would reach out to in those moments so right. understanding who those people are for you I think can be really important yes yeah and also what again one of the positive side effects of being sugar-free is you you kind of make your you make your own health better but you you sanitize not sanitize but you make healthier decisions about who you come in contact with yeah, absolutely. And I think you, as you change, 
um, the people around you who are your family, who are still there, but they knew you differently for a long time. Some of that transition can be a little bit challenging for people. Um, but as so long as you explain, and, the, and I think they see the, I'm going to use a metaphor, which is funny, the proof of the pudding, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds funny in this context, but they see you change and that you're happier and that you're healthier and you're fitter. And, and then the people who love you, they don't care what you eat. The people who do still care, they're probably not the people that you want to have around you on that part of the journey. Um, I, I've got a neighbour and she's lovely and she makes cakes all the time for us, but she's not my go to person if I was struggling. I don't have cravings anymore, so I don't struggle, but I, I wouldn't go to her house because I know that she would try to feed me beautiful cakey things. <laughs> yeah, and it's all well intentioned. It's how, her way of expressing her love for you and caring. But yes, it does bring up some quite difficult sort of situations or conversations. Yes, and being prepared for that rather than thinking I'm denying myself, but actually this is how I live my life and I'm happy, um, stops you f- feeling the need to justify. Because I think that can make you feel like you are giving something up, that you're denying yourself something. I don't think that's good for you. I don't think that helps you. I totally agree. Uh, So neither of us feel, you and me, neither of us feel that we are denying ourselves anything, that we've given up everything. On the contrary. Yeah, I've done nothing but gain. I have gained you know, I've had gained health, fitness, I like uh, even my life insurance has got cheaper. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing because I've lost three stone and uh, continuing to lose some a bit of weight slower now. And that's good because I don't <laughs> want to weigh nothing. Um, but you think of all the different things that you've gained uh, far outweighs some really sickly, you know, creamy, claggy, all the negative words I would now use to describe sugary foods, they're, it's, they're nothing. They're, they're not, they're just not there. I don't yeah. it, uh, it's impossible. I, I find it's before you have that experience, that before and after sugar experience, it's sort of impossible to imagine that it could even happen. Yeah, oh, completely. And I think I, I sometimes I post and say, you know, people who've known me for a long time, I still think must, who I don't see, you know, that I might see them once every two years. Um, they must think, I, I'm sure some of them think that it's not true because they can't, they wouldn't be able to imagine that m- someone like me in their eyes, and actually that's how I felt about it, would ever choose that path. So, but I have, and I'm delighted that I have. That's fantastic. So inspiring. So inspiring because uh, what would you say to someone who is like thinking, uh, I don't think anyone gets up in the morning, jumps out of bed or creaks out of bed if they're still eating <laughs> sugar <laughs> and, and says to themselves, yes, you know what I'm going to do today for the rest of my life? I'm going to cut out sugar. <laughs> and, and I don't think people like that's what they want to do, but very often we're like backed into a corner and it's what we need to do. But what would you say to someone who wants all the benefits of not eating sugar, but just doesn't know where to start? I think, get so there's a few things. I think get a tribe of people around you that are going to look after you, be supportive, be there for you and non-judgmental. I think that's really, really important. Educate yourself, learn, find out what's actually going on. And, and this sounds a bit odd, but when I learned to drive a car, I needed to know how it worked. For me, 
that helped me understand why you press the different pedals or use a steering wheel and get like all the things. So I'm the same when it comes to understanding what's going on in my body. So educating myself about what's actually happening. So I understand what a craving is, why it's happening has really helped me so that when I, when I used to have them, I could connect with that and go, okay, that's just chemicals. That's just things reacting. And as soon as you stop doing these things, they won't react like that anymore. And it helped me to move through. So try the people, educate yourself. And I think do that before you, before you do anything, because I think I wouldn't have had that spectacular crash if I'd done all of that. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's very easy to just go, right, well, that's it tomorrow. Um, and maybe that works for some people. So I'm, I wouldn't begin to say, I know what, how to do it for everybody, but I know what worked for me. So it's mindset, it's understanding what you'll gain, be really strong with that. Um, and when I say strong, I don't mean strong as in willpower. I mean, strong as in really understanding yourself, do the work on you, what is it about? And then I think you can move through that addiction. You can then divorce yourself from that, all that stuff that's tied up with eating sugar. And then you can move to a place which is about the future. Um, but I think you need to go on a bit of a journey. I don't think it is just, for me, it wasn't anyway. And for some people, they just need a bit of education and they change. But if it's a deep seated reason why you're layering up, um, whether it's food or certain numbing activities or whatever it is, um, then it's gonna, it's gonna take me a bit more of a shift than just someone telling me that's not good for you. Yes. <laughs> that was never gonna be enough for me to, I needed a multi-layered approach for it to work. Fantastic, fantastic. And you're so clear-headed about it all. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've thought a lot about it, actually. It shows. It's, it's important. I want to share it. I want to share that story because I never, you know, my sort of raison d'etre is I don't want people to be that desperate as I was. You know, and if I could do anything to help people not be that desperate, happy days. Well, definitely you telling your story on this podcast will help, will, it, you know, and you know, I feel the same way as you. If I can help just one person, then, you know, my job is done, but very probably you're helping many more, many hopefully, more. Hopefully, hopefully. And you, you know, I know, I know this, people will listen to this and they will, you know, especially when you're in that moment and you're thinking, can I, can't I, just something that helps you. It, and you never know what it's going to be, do you? Never know what you're going to hear at the right time that's going to make you go that's it right I'm going to go on that and and it's always a surprise I think it's you, you never know what's going to influence you right you, you don't always know that you're ready until you realize that you are absolutely and that's you know how, how, how do you work that out you just uh, timing is everything with this stuff I think you've got to be you want to do it and be ready because I think in the beginning it's hard but it doesn't stay hard for very long and actually it's hard being for me really overweight and really unhappy with the way I was eating that was really hard and giving up sugar was much easier than that actually but I think most people wouldn't will find that hard to believe yeah absolutely well you've made it sound really possible not just possible <laughs> but you know within their reach yeah Good. thank you so much thank you for telling your story it's fantastic it's a pleasure. And if you enjoyed this episode, scroll down and leave me a positive review. I'd really appreciate it.
That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.